0: This is Alyssa, and I'm calling in from
1: sunny Maine. And this is Revel from sunny Southern California. And you are listening to Rockin' Rockin' Radio. Radio. So I think we're going to have to get webcam or something so we can look at each other and we can point at each other and, and laugh at each other and say, hey, rockin' radio and stuff like that.
0: <laughs> or we'll have to do a countdown like after uh, – we'll have to say, okay, one, two, three, rockin' radio. Oh, we could do that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know what I was thinking today is yeah. how people – and and. I would mentioned another another show how um, I've been teaching classes for years. I I don't teach now, but I used to teach classes for years and years and years. I taught uh, qigong, tai chi, reflexology, all kinds of Mm. things. And one of the things I noticed is that when something goes wrong in our life or we have company, the first thing we do is we stop doing the best things that we can do for ourselves. Mm. Meaning like somebody would come into town, like somebody's parents would come into town or a friend would come in. They'd stop coming to class. Or if something happens that's rather traumatic or dramatic, we stop taking care of ourselves. We stop Mm. eating well. It's like we don't don't matter anymore. Oh, yeah.
0: I think that's a, a big thing that happens with people. I see it on the raw food diet. But, yeah, you're right in a lot of other ways, too.
1: Yeah, well, like even do it. <laughs> you are going to hate me. Oh, no. uh, well, the oh. reason that, the reason this this came up for me because I'm not teaching now, so it, it doesn't come up so much. <laughs> she knows where I'm going with this. <laughs> Rebel loves putting me on the spot. <laughs> well, her mom and dad were in town. Yeah, and we were supposed to do a show. Yeah, and she flaked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's. No, yeah, this is a really cool topic to talk about because it's been interesting. My parents have been here, and they're not even staying. We have a couple places around here. They're staying at um, about two miles from me. At, actually, they're staying at the bed and breakfast because uh, I don't have a program going on right now, it, which is great. They can do their own thing and get up in the morning and have their own little routine. So I'm totally free to I've, I obviously get up every morning and I work out and do my thing, but it, ha, it does throw me off. And Dennis, my husband, is really good about um, doing what he needs to do. No matter who's around or no matter what's happening, He he's very, I think we talked about this in another, another show, he's very routine, um, like regimented, and he's very, um, once he makes a commitment to do something, he does it. And with me, I really get thrown off because I'm more concerned about making them happy and um, taking them out and doing things with them, and I don't want them to be bored even though they're very self-sufficient, and they keep telling me, "We know you're busy. We know you have to work," I'm uh, torturing myself about it. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of a people, lot do, of people that. do that. <laughs>
1: yeah. huh? High fives you. That's exactly what I said. A lot of people do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Most people and, actually. Most people, and you know, for me, it's not going off raw food because I've been doing it for so many years. But I can see how that would, if somebody's parents came to stay with you for two weeks. It's so easy if you're just new to raw or even if you've been doing it for months at a time or six months, however long, that it's difficult. I mean, I have gone out to more restaurants the last two weeks than I even care to think about Uh (laughs) because they are older and that's something they like to do. And that's part of their regular routine. And. So no matter where we are, we're constantly going out to restaurants. And I've had more lousy salads in the past two weeks, well, but I can tell you. That's
1: interesting <laughs> what you said. You know, that's their routine. They come yeah. to your place yep. for something different, yeah, and they stay in their routine, and you go with it.
0: It's true, and it's really interesting. Okay, so now we're going to process
1: Alyssa in yeah. front of millions of people well, again. Y- well, it's you know what? Because it's, it's not a no, personal it's thing. It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's not a personal thing. It's not Alyssa. Although it is Alyssa, it's not right. Alyssa because this is so many people are going to relate to this.
0: Yeah. No, it's true. And what you just said, because really, and my parents are re- just. So, you know, um, and I'm not just saying this because I may listen later, but um, <laughs> they're really good. I mean, my, my parents will say, do what you need to do. If you need to work, we can go enter. They love to shop, and they're, you know, like I said, they can always find things to do. Sure. They're, they love to. They're, my parents are older. They're um, ones in their, in, my father's in his 80s. He's 85. My father's seven, my mother's 78, but they travel, and they still do things. They're really active. Where do they live? In Florida. Okay. And they're constantly doing things and going out and having fun, so they're they're great. And um, but it's me; it's like this. The old stuff comes up—the guilt or the you know that I should be entertaining them. And um, they, they've been really good about. They'll come over here. Yesterday they were out all day visiting my uncle, and they. I said, "Well, why don't you come over later for dinner?" And they knew they know what dinner is for me, so uh-huh. I made a huge salad, and they were great with it. But it's true because I don't always, it, it rocks you. It's hard, to, for me, it's hard. Um, for some people, it may not be. But to be completely true to yourself. You know, instead of going out shopping, do I want to be doing um, something on the computer that I need to do or getting some work done or being in my art room or making food for my next book or whatever it is. And, you know, sometimes you make those choices, but it's definitely with raw food that can really throw people off.
1: And it's, I think also... Like the reason I, I I started thinking about was how many times people would not come to class, mm. and it's one night a week class yeah. is, and yeah. they could not make it to this one night a week, and and they would tell me they say, oh I, I'm so I, I wish I hadn't missed last week I felt so terrible I knew how I was going to feel and I was like yeah. okay so it's one night mm-hmm. one hour mm-hmm. that you cannot take away from. You need to look at this. Who are you? You know what is this thing with parents?
0: Yeah, or with anybody, with parents or with anybody. Because yeah, any
1: relative, any friend who yeah. you give yourself up for to to get their approval or something, right. whatever you it is you're yourself. doing. Yeah, you lose yourself. You want them to be happy, but not. But what about you? Yeah, and is is doing this is giving yourself up, making you happy? Is, is right. And I have
0: to say, I guess now that you're putting it that way. Um, because I've been doing the three years, I mean, not just the raw food, but I, I guess I really do do my routines and what I have to do to make myself happy. I don't go to a class, so, but if I needed to go to a class, I'd go to a class, or if I need to work out, I work out, or if I need... So I do do that. It's the in between, um, <laughs> the in-between times when I have the guilt, but yeah, when people really completely stop their life, like you said, stop going to class, or... Stop working out or stop eating the way they know makes them feel better, or when that's that is really a problem because it's like you just said, you're you're trying to make them happy, but what about you?
1: Right, it tends to be a self esteem issue, too. Yeah, and the one thing, see, I, I left home when I was 21, 19. Mm. And I moved twenty miles away, and then I realized mm. I wasn't far enough, so I moved three thousand miles away. <laughs> no, really, it really wasn't. It wasn't all that bad, but because uh, my my mother was not—I mean, twenty miles away, she was. Still, she wasn't bothering me. Yeah. And my for those who don't know, my father died when I was twelve, so that that was never an issue. My my dad was my heart,
0: but mm. my mother and
1: I never got yeah. along. Mm. But anyway, um, so for me to move away because. I stopped trying to make mommy happy and make mommy like me Mm. and make mommy love me a long time ago. Yeah. Realizing that nothing I did was going to do that. Mm. You cannot make somebody happy who's not. Now, Mm. see, in your case, you love your parents. Yeah. I can't say that about mine. But for people who constantly go to say, holidays they go to christmas and i hear the whining and the moaning mm. about having to go to their parents house oh yeah folks oh yeah you're adults yeah grow up make a decision yeah
0: and if those people that you're surrounding yourself with whether they're your husband and kids or uh well maybe not kids but <laughs> husband or parents and family if they're not supporting you and they're giving you a hard time about it I mean, that's the one great thing about my parents. My mother went raw. She's in my book. And she, when she was 71, or no, I don't know, a few years ago, she was in her 70s and she went raw and healed her bursitis. And she has since, she's not 100% raw anymore, but she does like 50% raw. And she's given up her coffee. And so they're so supportive of me uh-huh. that I love to be around them because they, <laughs> my father cannot go into a store without talking or a restaurant when i was ordering this entire last like week and a half that they've been here every time I order at a restaurant, my father has to stop the waiter and talk to him and explain who I am and I've written a book and what I do <laughs> and why I'm eating this. I mean, it's hysterical. You know, I just kind of sit there and smile because I'm thinking they don't care. They they have a job they're trying to do, you know, but they're really cute like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how some people think, think uh, waiters and folks need explanation. Oh,
0: well, my father will talk to anybody. He, I mean, I think I've gotten this from him, but he'll go into a grocery right. store, a clothing store, no matter where he And make best friends with the whole staff, and you got daddy jeans. You
1: got your daddy's jeans. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I used to go into a restaurant. This was before I I was. I've been vegetarian for 21 years, but this is way before raw. Yeah. And I'd go into this uh, the Japanese restaurant with a coworker. Mm. And I would say, okay, instead of the California roll, I'd like an avocado roll with vegetables. I mm-hmm. want brown rice, no white rice. I want the vegetarian miso soup. Do not put fish in my soup. And blah blah blah, you know. And, yeah. and she would say, oh, I'm, I apologize for her. Yeah. And I, you know, after the waitress went away, I told her, I said, don't you ever. Yeah. Do that. I am not your child. You do not ever you don't want to eat with me, that's fine, but do not ever say something like that to me. This is a waitress. This is their job. I've been a waitress. I know my job. I know their job. Mm They're their their wait you know, their job is to serve me. Whatever I want, how I want it.
0: Yeah. And at that point those are the kind of people that I don't choose to be around anymore. And if my parents were like that, it would be difficult for me to be around
1: because it's not fun. It's not. And if your life isn't fun, if the people you hang around with are not fun, you need to stop hanging around with them. Yeah.
0: I mean, I have other members of my family that I don't choose to
1: connect with. And we'll talk about them in a moment. All right. (laughs) You're listening to Rockin' Radio. If you have questions, comments, or something you'd like to throw into our blender, contact Alyssa or Revel at spillyourbeans at rockinradio.com. That's spillyourbeans, one word, at rockinradio.com. Welcome back. This is Revel, and you are listening to Rockin' Radio. And to find our program, just go to rockinradio.com. You want to email us? Spill your beans at rockinradio.com. My name is Revel, and uh, a couple things I have out are eBooks, and well, you can actually get them as a soft cover or as an eBook. Just go to my website revelations.com. That's R-E-TWO-V's as in victory, E-L-L. A-T-I-O-N-S, revelations.com. And you can sign up for my weekly revelations, which show up every once in a while. And I'll uh, also talk about my teleclasses, my other radio shows. I've got one called podcast.revel.com. Uh, easier, easiest way to find it, all my all my radio shows, is revel.com. R-E-V-V-E-L-L.com. Uh, we were talking about MySpace. i got a MySpace program, uh, program, profile. <laughs> I got all kinds of things going. Got a blog which I haven't written in for a while. <laughs> but anyway, just before we took a break here, Alyssa was talking about people, <laughs> her relatives, she doesn't hang around with. <laughs> I hope none of my family listens to this, though. <laughs> I hope they all listen, too. Well, we're not going to mention names. Yeah, but if, if, if you're a part of Alyssa's family and she doesn't hang around with you, here's why. <laughs> Tell us why, Alyssa. <laughs> well, I have
0: one sister who's a raw fooder.
1: Oh, really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I know
0: her. Yeah, my sister Stacy. She's
1: yeah. in my book. Yeah, we've met, too. She was oh, in yeah, my right, class. Right. Yeah.
0: At the certification, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, there's just, there's, you know, people in my family that um, that don't support me, and it's fine that they're not doing raw, that they don't believe in this but they don't get who I am. And, um, you know, one person in particular I'm thinking of, we just never connected. We've never seen eye to eye, and when we have been at family gatherings together, um, this person just doesn't get me on any level. Forget about just the raw food, but... He thinks I'm crazy in the way I think. Um, it's stuff that we've talked about on the show, how we, uh, Revil and I both believe that you create your reality and, you know, about beliefs and all kinds of stuff. And he just thinks I'm crazy.
1: So, um... No, meaning he doesn't want to take responsibility for his own creation. Somehow. Oh, no, not at all. Not yeah. at all. I mean, he's, you know, pretty, uh... <laughs> trying not to
0: say too much. But, yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> just living a different life. And, uh-huh. um, to me, it's an unconscious life. Um... You know he's not living consciously like I choose to do, but which is fine. Um, I would be fine with that. But I just, after years of having somebody feeling not validated when I'm in their presence, I've just chosen not to be around them. So, and it's difficult because I love this person on many levels because they're related to me. But um,
1: see, I don't get that. I, I don't understand why people love people because they're related to them. I don't well, personally. I don't get that.
0: Yeah, well, when I say I love, her, I love this person, it's because I have past memories and I feel a connection. But I, don't, I think you can love someone, but you don't have to. It just because you're related to someone, just because you're born into the same family, I don't think you have to stay connected to that person if they're not good for you.
1: No, I agree with that part, but let yeah. me share something with you. Yeah, sure. Okay, say you're a next-door neighbor. Mm. You've got Somebody moves in next door, mm-hmm. and you meet them, mm-hmm. and you really can't stand them. Mm. And then you find—I mean, really can't stand them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just a pain in the butt. They're always doing something that just just annoys you, and, and they're mm-hmm. nasty, they're harsh, blah blah blah. Yes. And you find out they're your relative mm-hmm. after. Mm. You feel you should love them. Cause you're, oh, no, relative? oh, no, absolutely not. Oh,
0: no, I have relatives that I don't like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So let's erase no, that I part. I love, love them person. because they're my relatives. You, you know, I mean, you can't choose your relatives. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, no, I, I love this person because I don't, I, there's nev- they've never done anything to me to really hurt me, or I, I don't feel any bad feelings towards them. I just, over years, realize it's better for me not to be around them. But if somebody was very hurtful to me or uh-huh. I didn't, yeah, like you said, if it was some, a stranger and I didn't like them to begin with just because they're my family, yeah, I don't think you should r- surround yourself with that person.
1: No. Yeah, no, I mean, my, my mother has never been supportive of me. But yeah. what's interesting about that is she's the one who introduced me to food as medicine. Mm. I went oh, home one time. Yeah, I went home one time and I was sneezing, coughing, choking, and... Uh, she she was Miss Miss Prevention Magazine. Mm. Now the um, the people who uh, own the, the magazine and publish it are meat eaters. Mm-hmm. So that was never something that changed for her. Mm. But she started understanding that food is a cause of a lot of our problems. So she eliminated sugar and stuff. And so from that level, I learned from her. At that, I mean, she was my basis for mm. going into and understanding food as fuel for us and wow, nutrition. Really cool. Yeah, but as far as us getting along, that's never happened. Yeah. And a big no, part no, of it, it was because was... she never communicated with me. Mm. And so no, there was I've no reason... I've been a
0: big believer that just because you're connected, you're... Uh, born into the same family Or you're related to someone That you don't have to have them in your life
1: No, and I have none of my family in my life Hardly I mean, mm. I hadn't seen my family for 30 years Until my mom, mom died last year mm. And then I went back and I started reconnecting with people And it was an interesting thing Because a lot of them are overweight mm-hmm. And I got a chance to talk to them About my food program Mm. And actually, the one uh, guy who used to live next door to me—he uh, was—he even told me. He says, "Well, maybe I should go on your program." And he said it sincerely. Mm-hmm. He wasn't being sarcastic. And he's a very sarcastic. When I was growing up, he was a nasty sucker. Mm. And I was like, "Wow." And some of these people have had cancer. Um, you know, a lot of my my uh, relatives are really old. My mother was ninety-four when she died. So wow. you can see the difference between—I'm oh, I'm 57, so there's a major difference between our ages. But her—my dad's family is way up there as well. They're in their late, uh, late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was, it was really cool to see them. Mm. But do I want to spend a lot of time with them. I mean, if I, if I moved back to Connecticut, I would not be spending a lot of time with these people. Yeah. You know, because they're, they're, sure. we just don't share. There's not enough alike. Right. For us to share time. Although my husband wants to go fishing with my uncle Kenny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well I think that you know, I think that happens to a lot of people when when you're on a whether it's a raw food diet or self empowerment journey with yourself and when people start to change, that's a lot of I think that's what we're talking about today. When you start to change and we've talked about this before about your environment and yeah. creating the environment, because otherwise it's very difficult. You're constantly fighting with if you stay in the same environment with the same people and those people don't support you it's difficult to be true to yourself and do what you love and do what you want to do and live the life that you want
1: i think uh, yeah cuz i think you'd be hiding a lot of who you are yeah because and i
0: think that's what a lot of people do don't you
1: oh definitely because they don't, want, they don't want people to think they're crazy. Yeah, they yeah. can't explain things to other people. I mean, even mm-hmm. even with Bo and my my husband is extremely astute. Mm-hmm. And we're but part of it too is the language because he's, he's Danish. He's from Denmark, mm. and so we were playing this abounding river game. It's called the mm-hmm. abounding river game. We got oh, a yeah, cafe, gratitude. cafe gratitude. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of it is very esoteric, which mm. I understand. Yep. But, like a lot of it, he would say, I don't even understand what that means. Yeah. And he's very spiritual, and, and um, in in his country, there's, there's not a lot of religiousness in their country. Mm. But there's a lot of spirituality because they're very earth people. Mm. And so it was an interesting thing to find out just playing that game what he doesn't know. And yeah. yet, he totally supports me. And everything I do, that's good for me to do. Mm-hmm. The problem it's funny, is. He
0: reminds me of Dennis in a lot of ways. Like yes,
1: uh, yeah, and and Dennis reminds me of of Bo as well. Yeah. The the thing is, mm-hmm. what I would the the thing I said there, what is good for me? The thing, the problem is, people have an idea of what's good for you and what's not good for you. Oh yeah, everyone has their own agenda. Yeah. And when they have a feeling that what you're doing is not good for you, then they feel the urge to step in, mm-hmm. and instead of learning about what's going on, mm-hmm. they have an idea, they maintain that idea, and then they, they for, you know, attempt to force their ideas on you. Yeah. You know what's really funny? I'm looking at my bulletin board while we talk. Yeah. And I have a quote that says, if you
0: don't make your own plans, you'll have to fit in with other people's plans. And what have they got planned for you? Not much. <laughs> I'm just having to look up when you were talking.
1: <laughs> I like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it kind of brings home the point. I mean, everyone will have their opinions and their different ideas, and they're, you know, but... Yeah, but, no, but, but also
1: the other, from the other aspect, too, is mm. when people first start doing something different, whether it's raw food or if they give up smoking, they start proselytizing. Yeah. Especially if they do a lot of research. That, yeah. Those are the tough ones. When they do a lot of research, then they've got to share it with everybody they know and yeah. shove it down their throats. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Just do
0: your own thing. Yeah. Live your life. I always say that people are more, you attract more people by just walking your talk. Yeah. Is that right, walking your talk? Yeah, Yeah. walking your talk. No, talking your walk.
1: Come on. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Walk your talk.
0: (laughs) But, you know, it's really people are going to, people hear what you say and they'll listen to you, but people, when they see you doing it and see your changes and they see who you really are, that's what's going to draw people to you. People are more impressed with
1: yeah, and doing. I also don't agree that people will listen to you <laughs> because a lot of times they won't. Yeah, they'll be looking they at you, you know. but if you see, you know, it's like this dead stare. They're just looking at you, but their their minds are somewhere else. Right, and they don't know whether you're telling the truth
0: or whether it'll work for them or what you're saying is garbage. But when you do it and they see the changes in you and they see, I think you can convince more people when you... Uh, sure, show
1: them, the, show them what happens, you know, yeah. show, show them the benefits. Yeah, But they'll believe it more when they see it. Right, definitely, definitely. Yep. So yep. I think we've got um, this show's this the segment of this show is about to wrap up. Is there anything else you want to mention?
0: Um, no, I think we've pretty much covered. I think it's just really important to be true to yourself. Yeah,
1: yeah, and you're going to lose a lot of uh, quote unquote friends, and yeah. we'll talk about that in the next segment. We'll be back. You're listening to Rockin' Radio. If you have questions, comments, or something you'd like to throw into our blender, contact Alyssa or Revel at spillyourbeans at rockinradio.com. That's spillyourbeans, one word, at rockinradio.com.
0: Hi, this is Alyssa, and you can find my book Living on Live Food and my DVD Living on Live Food at com. We also have been putting together a Raw Food Talk recipe book that is in the works, and we've been testing recipes. We've extended the deadline. You can still send in recipes until August 1st, I believe. So if you have some really great recipes, uh, especially main meals, we are we would be delighted to see those. But We've got over 200 recipes so far, and that book should be hopefully out in a few months, and I'll be telling you more about that as it gets closer. I also have my new line of Live Juicy, Eat Raw wear. We have uh, shirts and bags and aprons, and you can go to livejuicyeatraw.com. And it's really exciting, really cool logos, 100% organic shirts and bags and aprons, and they're all custom-made so that's really exciting, and uh, all kinds of raw food products and everything to help you stay on a raw food diet. So, what were we talking about, Rebel? We
1: were talking about how you got into my husband's head, and ever since then—oh, <laughs> yeah—I was getting yelled at during the break. <laughs> yeah, she, all of a sudden. I mean, I've been with the guy for like four years, and he never drank. I mean, he rarely, rarely drank coffee, mm. and now all of a sudden it's daily. He yeah. has to go to the cafe and have some coffee, and I'm like, "What is up with that?" And he explained it to me, and now he explained it to Alyssa. Go yeah. ahead.
0: Yeah. Well, during the break, Bo said, "Oh, ever since you mentioned coffee was the hardest thing to give up, it's been in. It's in my head now, and I've been drinking coffee ever since."
1: And he believed I, her. <laughs> he believed her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think for me, there were a couple of issues going on, but one of them, I heard him say was I felt like I was giving him permission to, oh, okay, Alyssa said it was the hardest thing to give up, so no, I'm going to prove that right. And <laughs> that can happen. you got to be really careful about that.
1: Yeah, especially since he wasn't drinking it for so long, at least not to my knowledge. I know occasionally <laughs> he would, but it wasn't, it wasn't an everyday thing like it is now.
0: Yeah, and sudden, I think I think that happens when... Somebody will be doing really well with something, and then somebody will say, oh, this is a really difficult thing to do, or, oh, most people can't do this. It gives you permission to, oh, okay, well, I can cheat, or I can go off my diet, or I cannot do this, what I was trying to do, because this person said it was hard or difficult or whatever, or most people can't do it. And I think that, you know, in some subconscious way, it gives you permission to either fail with what you were trying to do or not follow through. But he was bringing up some other points, too.
1: Well, I want—I want to mention real quick here that he had not mentioned to me whether he had given up coffee because he came over here and realized I didn't drink it. So I don't know how much coffee he used to drink, but I know he used to go okay. to a lot of um, a lot of meetings internationally. Mm. And so I am assuming, however wrong I may be, that he was drinking coffee then, and then with me he wasn't drinking coffee around me. Maybe, and if you don't—if you stop doing something. Mm-hmm. for somebody else. I know I've had people you know give up cigarettes for me and mm-hmm. not too long after that they'd be sneaking them. Yeah. And so
0: because it wasn't a decision that you really made for yeah, yourself. Yeah. It
1: wasn't for you. And so that's something you need to look at is if you're giving up something for somebody else whether it's drinking coffee or smoking mm-hmm. or drinking or anything else, it's not going to last.
0: Right.
1: If you don't do it because you want to be healthy, you want to take care of yourself, mhm. I mean, that's the only way it's going to work. Yeah, absolutely. Now, he brought up the social aspect, if you want to talk about that.
0: Yeah, and we've we've talked about, you and I have talked about social aspects, about going out to eat and how you do that. and I, I have even talked about when you're in a restaurant and you're focusing on the people and not the food, because that's really why you're there. So we've talked about that, but it was really interesting because Bo brought up the point that, Where you guys live, it's um, right in near, like, Studio City, and there's a lot of cafes and people connecting business-wise as well, and a lot going on. And they're all sitting and drinking coffee at this, you know, at different cafes. No, it's at one
1: cafe. Okay, one cafe. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's probably at different cafes. I mean, there's Starbucks and all those, but this one particular place, yeah. Yeah. Right in the media district.
0: Yeah and it's I think we're so conditioned uh, for me I, there's I think there can be a few different issues here but I think we're so conditioned we see people sitting there drinking coffee and that's like the thing to do whether it I, and I know Bo was probably isn't thinking oh the cool people drink coffee but somewhere in the back of your mind like uh, that's what people do that's what people do co- to connect that's yeah. the the way to put a power deal together or whatever Sure, it you, is. Meet, you and, meet
1: for coffee. I just got an email today from somebody who said, you know, I'm, I'm interested in talking to you about your book and blah, blah, blah. And she yeah. says, maybe we can meet for coffee. And I'm like, I don't drink coffee. Right.
0: And it's, you know, if you say, well, let's meet for a smoothie, it may not sound
1: as powerful or it may be like, oh, boy, that's not a manly thing
0: to do or whatever it is. I mean, and I'm saying all these weird little thoughts because that's what we have in our mind. Yeah. And that's what people do. Well, coffee. Coffee is like this. Whatever it represents to you. And yeah, if you go in and get a tea or a coffee, it, it's it's a different, even though, like I said to Bo, well, why can't you go there? Revel said, well, they have smoothies. Well, why can't you go and get a smoothie or why can't you go and get tea? But it doesn't represent, there's something on some level that coffee is representing. So that's what I would say. Well, what does that represent to you? Hmm. Huh. Good you point.
1: Know? Yeah. Yeah, what, what what in your mind? Plus, but he also mentioned that he likes the taste of yeah. what he calls a good coffee. To me, there's no such thing. I've never drank coffee. I can't stand the me taste too. of it. I know. I can't. The even smell drink of, it of it depends. I can I can sometimes like the the fragrance, but yeah. I will not drink the stuff. I don't like the taste of the stuff. Yeah, me too. And it's brown. Yeah, <laughs> that's a much so And my I'd green be jogging like fifty tradition. miles a day if I drank that because the caffeine. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and and I I know people do like the taste though, but you know, you get addicted to the taste. I think that's and that's part of just the detox and cleansing out and and substituting it with something else you like.
1: Yeah, well let's suggest something to substitute and that would be uh-huh. there's there's uh, an item and no it's not raw, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, sometimes you need to go through a transition with something you're addicted to like coffee mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's stuff called Ticino. Now I'm not you know, I'm just bringing it up, but I'm I'm mm-hmm. I have no part of Ticino. But I know people who used to drink coffee and they've turned to, I think it's roasted chestnuts or something. I don't know what it is. Mm. But it may be a good way if you need to use something at all. My Mm. feeling is if you go raw, if you do the 30-day challenge, Mm -hmm. I don't think you need to do something like Ticino or any of those other things. I think when your palate becomes clean. Mm -hmm that these things that used to attract you don't. Like right now, I I used to love junk food. Yeah, I mean, you give me a Danish (laughs) or something like that, you put it in front of me and I will definitely eat it. The donuts, I didn't care. I would eat that stuff. Now I can walk through the bakery and I could look at it and go, you know what, that doesn't even look like real food anymore.
0: Right, and that's why I tell people to do the 30 days because your your taste buds will, will really change within 30 days. Uh-huh. and you actually won't like that food. It'll taste different to you.
1: It's not really food.
0: No, it's not. It... And have you ever had the experience, Revel, where I know for years when I was at the beginning of this journey for me, when I was going off and on raw, but I would be raw for months or even a year at a time, uh-huh. and I would go off and I would have ice cream or something, and it would taste like poison. I thought something was wrong with it, or I thought it was spoiled. Yeah. Did you ever have that? Oh, yeah, happen? definitely, definitely. It's I a used weird to...
1: thing. <laughs> I used to get a... Uh, I can't remember what, Butterfinger. Whenever oh, I went God. shopping, yeah. yeah, when I used to shop at like the regular grocery stores, yeah. I would get one Butterfinger. And oh. I would eat that. <laughs> I was so, it was funny because I, I felt so guilty. I would just scarf it down, barely taste it. Mm. And then I stopped eating. I said, this is ridiculous. You know, if mm. you're not going to enjoy it, don't get it. Yeah, And so I stopped eating them for I don't know how long, maybe couple of months and Mm. then i ate one and that was the last one i ever ate
0: yeah that happens a lot when people change their diet there was no flavor yeah and you realize or they have pizza and it tastes like cardboard yeah but the thing is if you keep eating it for even after days or a week it doesn't take that long then it'll start tasting almost better to you but right because your taste buds then get polluted again, and right. they're, it's used to junky food.
1: Yeah, and you get that old sensation, that old feeling about yeah. the, uh, what, what this means to you. And the reason, yeah. you know, why did you go back and he, eat it in the first place?
0: Right, and I think that's with Beau, too, with the coffee. Mm-hmm. What's the sensation? How do you feel about it? You really get it. There's a lot of different uh, ways to look at it. Is it the emotional? Is it what coffee represents to you? How do you feel? Do you like the taste? Are you just highly addicted to it? You know, there's so many different reasons.
1: Yeah, and are you closing big deals? And, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of lot of connection there with, with favorite foods, whether it's coffee or whether it's pizza.
0: You know, there some is. of your yeah.
1: favorite memories are when you went out for a pizza with a gang. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. And I think if you don't look at that, that's another way people fall off. It's a really, I think that happens often, a, a reason why people fall off, whether it's raw food or whatever they're eating, their health regimen, because. Of the old tapes that we play in our heads,
1: yeah, one of the, the physical things you,
0: addiction.
1: Yeah, and when you go to some place, whether it's for a meeting or mm-hmm. for out with a gang or out with your parents or out with your friends, look at what the intent is in going out there. Yeah, definitely. Bring some consciousness to it. Is the intent to make a deal or is the intent to impress somebody because you drink coffee instead of mm-hmm. a, a... You know, I think you would impress somebody more by drinking a smoothie.
0: Well, that's when it kind of ties into what we were talking about before: being true to yourself. Because exactly. that's when people's fears come up, yeah. and that's when I can't be different. I can't. But How will when, people see you? Yeah, and we've talked about this on other shows too. It's remember we talked about this. I think I don't know a couple of shows ago. We talked about taking that first step. You can't always see what's ahead of you, but imagine you imagine this scenario: if Bo goes into the coffee place. And he sits down and orders a smoothie instead. And then he's having a meeting with somebody, and they say, "Wow, you're having a smoothie? That's weird. Why aren't you having coffee like everybody else?" And then he tells them why. He tells them, "Well, you know, about the raw food and the enzymes and how it can heal people." And the the guy sitting next to sitting with him across from him says, "Well, my sister has cancer, and she's looking for to heal herself um, by different means, by alternative means." And then he gives them my book. <laughs> or, <you> know, talks, <laughs> or he, gives or, he talks my to book. About, <laughs> or he talks <laughs> to them about the raw food diet. And this woman is like, this is the answer she's been looking for. It never would have happened if Beau wasn't true to himself. It felt like he had to go and sit and drink coffee
1: wow. like everyone else. that's a strong point. And we're hmm. good to go. Wow. And this is Revel reminding you to always revel in life and play with your food. And this is Alyssa telling you you don't have to change your life to eat raw food, but raw food will change your life. Our engineer is Bo Astrup, and we're out of here. Bye for now. Bye for now.